It's Monday, November 8, 2021. The Dallas Cowboys got embarrassed by the Denver Broncos. Sam Donald still seeing ghosts when he faces Bill Belichick. And to be honest with you, I just got to say, Matthew Stafford still sucks. This and many more in today's episode of Monday Morning Football with the Guru. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Now, we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. So, my takes from this game. What I call this game was man amongst boys. Because you looked at the way this team was set up, man. The, the Denver Broncos, they're grown-ass men led by Vic Vangio. They're a defensive-led team. You know, when a team is led by a defensive coach, they, have the, they tend to have a tendency to be called tough because defensive coaches are tough-minded. The Denver Broncos are led by a tough old-school coach in Vic Vangio. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, they're more of a finesse team. They're an offensive-led team. Most of the money's on the offensive side. You got Dak Prescott. You got Amari Cooper. You got Zeke. You got the whole receiving core. They're an offensive team. And in, the, in most offense, they're finesse. They're cute. Offenses are cute. So now you have a team that's physical, like the Denver Broncos, going against a, a cute offensive-led team, and you see what happened. The Cowboys are known, their fan base are known as the boys. You know, the Cowboys are known as the boys. And when I saw this game, it was man amongst boys. It reminded me of a scenario when you see a, a boys. It's like, it's like school. You all remember like high school. You know, when, when it's first day of school, you don't even know the teacher yet. You're just, you got you and your boys, everybody just talking out loud. First day of school, like, yeah, yeah, we're live, we're boys. Ah, ah, we're talking like that's what we do, we're boys. That's what boys do, they talk like the Cowboys fan. That's why they call themselves the boys. They just like to talk. But then you know what happens? When a man walk in the room, when the teacher or the man open the classroom, and boom, you know what happened to the boys? The, all the boys get quiet. They all get quiet. That's what happened in Jerry's Dome. The physicality of the Denver Broncos. I mean, it was great coaching. You look at the Dallas Cowboys team and the way they set up, the way they built the roster defensively. They're young. They are boys. They are babies from the defensive line. They got rookies. They got babies. They're boys to the linebacker, Michael Parson. They got a, a safety playing linebacker. They're boys. They're boys. You got um, Trayvon Diggs. Those are boys. They're not men. Those are boys. Those guys are not, they're not even old enough to, to, to get a, um, a, a, a rental car. They're kids, man. They're boys. They went against grown-ass men. And this is what happened when boys go against grown-ass men. You get embarrassed. You get embarrassed. You ever seen a, a boy fight a grown man? No, it's illegal. You go, it's illegal. You go to jail as a grown man. And you fight boys, it's illegal in everywhere in the globe. Everywhere in the globe, it's illegal. You can't fight a boy. That's why you got weight classes, you got age limits. Yes, the Denver Broncos came into Dallas, came into Jerry's Dome. 
straight up and just manhandle them boys, man. They just physically manhandle Melvin Gordon, just running over the boys. Javante Williams running over them boys. Vic Vangio out skimming Kellen Moore, who's a boy. Telling you, watching this game, it was easy to see the difference between a grown-ass man and a little boy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Dallas Cowboy fan is going to hate me for this, man. But it's true, though. Y'all call yourself the boys, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, we got to move on now, man. Because I got to move on to something that's really happening that I don't think anybody's paying attention to. You know, like, I, I, I almost didn't pay attention to it, but you know me, I pay attention to everything. I got to move on to the Atlanta Falcons, man. I got to talk about the Atlanta Falcons taking on the New Orleans Saints. And I got to talk about Arthur Smith, man. Because the author of the book, that's the author of the Falcon, that's what's happening right now, man. Because what the author is doing in Atlanta right now, man, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I can't wait to read the next page. Arthur Smith right now, what he's doing right now, I, it's not, he's not writing a short story. He's not writing a poem. I, he's writing a novel. I don't even know what the hell this story, I don't know what the book is about. I have no clue what the Falcons is about. But one thing I do know is Arthur Smith know what the hell he's doing, man. I do know that Arthur Smith, I call him the author. Because he's the author of this book in Atlanta right now, man. And right now, I don't even know what the book is about. But I, right now, I'm like, I'm in the edge of my seat like, oh my God, what's the next page? What is the next page? What is Arthur Smith going to do next, man? Because what he's doing in Atlanta, I'm like, what the hell is going on, man? If you guys ever watch a clip of a movie or read a book, it's like a cliffhanger. I'm like, what? Uh, what? Uh, what? I don't even know who the main character is in Atlanta, man. I don't know who the main character is. Is it Matt Ryan? He's old as hell. How is he still the man? He's old, man. You got Cardell Patterson. I'm like, what, what position does he play? I have no clue what Arthur Smith is doing in Atlanta, but that shit is working, bro. I'm like, what kind of a book is this? What kind of a story is this? Is it a short story? Is it a nonfiction? What is going on in Atlanta? I don't know what's going on, but damn it, Arthur Smith is writing something, man. Man, I'm telling you, I don't even know the title of the book he's doing in Atlanta, but I want to read that shit. I am interested because I don't even know who the receivers are in Atlanta. You got Calvin Ridley, his ass is talking about going through mental situation, and, and you got Kyle Pitts, he's a tight end. You got, you got no, I don't know what the hell is going on. One thing I do know is Arthur Smith, man, he's a quiet mother sucker, dog. The son of a billionaire, man. The richest coach in the history of coaching. You think I don't know about you, Arthur? I'm dropping a pen. I don't even care, man. But I'm peeping you up, Arthur. You got me intrigued, man. And the guru likes to read books, man. I love mysteries. And right now, Arthur Smith is writing the best mystery book in Atlanta right now, man. He is a mystery writer. He's a mystery author. Because I don't know what is going on, what he's writing about in Atlanta. But one thing I do know is he got me wanting to read more of this book. I am interested in the book of the Falcons. <laughs> oh, my God. The billionaire's son, Arthur Smith, man. I'm telling y'all, man. Arthur Smith is like, I ain't messing with no Amazon Prime. I ain't messing with no UPS. If it ain't FedEx, I ain't rocking with you, man.
Hey, on some real note, on some real talk, out of all the young head coaches, the first-year head coaches, for real, for real, Arthur Smith is probably the best one right now. Arthur Smith has the best resume, and you can see why. He can prep to be a head coach. He was already prepped. He went through the ground. You check his resume. That's why you've seen his success, early success that's happening in Atlanta, man. I'm a big fan of Arthur Smith. Always been. Y'all check out my content. Y'all know I've been a big fan of Arthur Smith since he was in the Titans uh, quarterback coach. I mean, tight end coach. Yeah, before he was even an OC, man. I follow billionaires, man, and their kids, man. <laughs> but real quick, man. We're going to take a quick break because right now we're on fire. And I keep hearing, oh, man, we got to take a break, guru. We got to take a break. Ah, ha, ha. So we're going to be right back. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about probably the biggest surprise nobody's going to talk about, man. And this guy just went over the cliff. We'll be right back in about mm, 30 seconds. This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Now, we got to talk about the Arizona Cardinals taking on the San Francisco 49ers, man. And we call this over the cliff, man, because y'all know, man, <laughs> you know I love me some Cliff Kingsbury, man. You know I love, but I love Cliff Kingsbury house probably more than I love Cliff Kingsbury, but things are changing right now. Because at first, I thought the house was going to be on sale, you know, I was all ready to put in my bid, but damn, bro, hey, Cliff Kingsbury went over the cliff, man, I'm telling you, he got it, man. He got it, Cliff Kingsbury got it. what he did this past Sunday, man, what he did yesterday, I was, I was like, yo, that's it. That's it. I'm talking about a head coach. You don't have your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, an MVP candidate on the road, without the arguably the best receiver in the league, without A.J. Green. I mean, you are limited. You went on the road to play um, the 49ers, a desperate 49ers team. Kyle Shanahan, the boy genius, the boy wonder. And, man, that boy Cliff Kingsbury went in that joint and straight up waxed him, bruh. Man, that man Cliff Kingsbury went there and straight up out coached Kyle Shanahan, man. And there was no excuses, bruh. Ain't no excuses. Kyle Shanahan, he, he had his running back. He had Brandon Ayuk. He had Jimmy G. Ain't no excuses. I ain't trying to hear it. He had George Kittle. I ain't trying to hear any of that shenanigans, bruh. This man Cliff Kingsbury, man. Without a quarterback, you all seen Kyle Shanahan coach without a quarterback, without Jimmy G. Kyle Shanahan is average. He's beyond. He's worse than average, bro. He's a terrible head coach without his franchise quarterback. And I'm telling you, Cliff Kingsbury went into a hostile environment, bro, with your best players in football. And he did what he did and totally dominated, dominated the 49ers. Bro, that guy, hey, hey, you know what? I know a lot of people don't talk about the Cardinals other than me. And I know definitely a lot of people don't talk about Cliff Kingsbury other than me, bro. But you know what? I got to give you your flowers, Kingsbury, man. I got to give you your flowers, man, because I, I ain't going to lie to you. I was all ready to put you to death when they first hired your ass. I'm like, who the hell are you? And then you started winning me over, man. You, you started wearing your shades in the sideline. You showing us your crib. I'm like, man, my man won me over, man. I'm like, dude, I am a Cliff Kingsbury. I am Cliff Kingsbury, man. Now I'm Kings Kingsbury, dog. And right now, King Kingsbury, right now, 
<laughs> Y'all might think this is a joke. Y'all like the goo's doing again. No, right now, stating the fact. Stating the fact. Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury is the best coach in the NFC West right now. Yes. Actually, I'll take that back. For the last two seasons, or maybe a season and a half, Kings Kingsbury has been the best coach in the NFC West, bro. And I'm not even joking. Straight up, that college coach, who can't even win in college, right now he's dominating Pete Carroll. He's dominating um, uh, Sean McVay. He's dominating um, Kyle Shanahan. Bruh. <laughs> hey, Cliff. As they said, man, you finally got over the cliff, Mr. Kingsbury. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, the Cardinals, hey, at first, you guys always would be like, oh, the Cardinals, it's all about Kyler Murray. It's all about Kyler Murray. But damn it, hey, that boy Cliff Kingsbury is like, hold up, Slim. Hold up, Slim. Well, hold up. Hold my beer, man. I got something to say about that, man. This is about my system, and I like that system, Cliff Kingsbury. I like that. That's my man's right there in them. Kingsbury, baby. We got to go to, to something scary. I hate to even talk about this because I'm scared to even talk about this subject matter. It seems like every time I talk about it, my nose starts sweating. I start shaking. It's like I start shaking and shivering. That's why I even got this sweat on right now because of this topic matter right here. Because I got to talk about the New England Patriots against the Carolina Panthers. But specifically, I don't say specific. I'm in the Pacific. I say specifically. Specifically, because we're in the Pacific Ocean, baby. Y'all could be specific somewhere else. But specifically, I want to talk about Bill Belichick, the boogeyman, going against Sam Donald. Oh, my gosh. Man, I was like, man, this game right here, man, this was like, you guys ever seen like a, like one of them funny ass, like scary movies, bro? It's like, you ever seen a scary, funny movie? This was like one of them spooks. Like, I forgot, like, scary movie one, two, three. Like, one of them spooks. This is the game right here. When I was watching the Patriots and the Panthers and Belichick against Sam Donald, I'm like, this is one of them spooks, dog. This is like scary movie 10. Because you know Sam Donald gonna do Sam Donald shit. You know he's gonna see ghosts. You know he's gonna be scared. You know Belichick's gonna be like, boo. <laughs> Hey, did y'all see the pregame warm-up, man? When Belichick, <laughs> Belichick was walking around, Sam Donald saw him, he was just like, boo! And Sam Donald, like, oh my God! <laughs> hey, look, hey, NFL, bro, we got to stop this, man. We got to stop this. I keep saying this every week. We got to stop putting Bill Belichick against Sam Donald, dog. Like, this is it. There's, hey, please, there's no more. We don't want to see Sam Donald go against Bill Belichick. We've seen enough, man. We've seen enough. Like, for his family's sake, bro. For his own family. This man got a mother, man. He probably got a woman, man. Maybe he might not have a woman after he plays Bill Belichick. But prior to Bill Belichick, this man probably got a woman. He got a mother. He got a father. And then you're going to watch this man get embarrassed every week. Come on, man. This ain't right, bro. This ain't right, man. There's certain things you just don't do, man. Like me, for instance. I'm scared of heights, bro. The guru's scared of heights, man. You put me in a roller coaster, I'm gonna be like, oh shit, oh, I'm gonna be screaming, dog. Super Sam Donald against Bill Belichick. Of course, he's scared of Bill Belichick. What do you think is gonna happen? He already told you, like, he's scared of Belichick. Every time he sees Belichick, he's like, oh, I'm seeing ghosts. Like, the man told you out of his own words, man. And you got the NFL still scheduling against Bill Belichick. I'm like, come on, bro. 
I don't know what the hell the NFL is trying to prove. I really don't know what the NFL is trying to prove. But one thing I do know is they can't put Sam Donald against Bill Belichick, man. Like, that ain't right, man. That is not right, dog. It is not right, man. That's like, that, it's not right. It's just, it's just something you don't want to see. For Sam Donald's family's sake, bro, for his own family, I'm pleading to the NFL, man. I'm, I'm doing this for Sam Donald. I'm begging the NFL schedulers, man. Please, please don't ever schedule Sam Donald against Bill Belichick again, please, man. Because this dude already said it. He don't want to go against Bill Belichick. He don't want to go like, he's he told you, I'm scared of Bill Belichick. Could y'all please, I'm asking for Sam Donald. I know Sam Donald is too prideful to say this out loud, so I'm doing this for Sam Donald. So please, NFL, from a friend of Sam Donald, please do not schedule Bill Belichick against Sam Donald again, man, because it's, it's, not, a, it's not a fun sight to see, please. Like, nobody wants to see that, man. Like, seriously, as a fan of football as a fan of human being nobody wants to see sam donald just get just undressed on national tv nobody wants to see that bro nobody wants to see a man just look come on man like I, it's like the only reason why i'm talking about this because i just want everybody to know enough is enough man you know what i'm saying it's like i remember that jennifer lopez movie back in the days enough is enough bro like i'm tired of this shit man it's enough, man. I'm tired of Sam Donald going against Bill Belichick. And just like Jennifer Lopez movie back in the days, man, enough is enough. And I'm done with that subject matter. I'm telling you, NFL, please. I don't know if I got to sign a petition. I don't know how many signatures I need. What do I need, NFL, so we won't see Sam Donald go against Bill Belichick again, man? Like, seriously, I'm in a petition right now. Y'all guys who listen to this content, Please, y'all, make sure y'all make a comment. Y'all, y'all sign this this right now and be like, yes, the guru, I agree with the guru. Please don't go put Sam Donald against Bill Belichick because nobody wants to see that mess. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, damn man. I know I hope Sam Donald ain't listening, but but I did it for you, Sammy. I did it for you, baby. <laughs> Oh, man, we call that paranormal activities. <laughs> but when we come back, all y'all fanboy, all y'all Matthew Stafford fanboys, I hope y'all kept this same energy because I know I did. After the break, we're going to discuss Matthew Stafford. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Now, our next subject matter, we're going to talk about the Rams and the Titans. And we call this the ramification of Matthew Stafford. <laughs> hey, y'all Matthew Stafford fanboy, this is for you guys. Because I've been getting a lot of DMs, a lot of comments, man. And I, and I told you, I want you all to keep the same energy. Because I've kept my end of the deal. I've kept this same energy every week. Every week I kept this energy about your boy, Matthew Stafford. You all are coming at me. Oh, he's going to be the MVP. Oh, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. I'm like, come on, man. You all crazy, man. 
Y'all crazy, man. Y'all, y'all know it's like y'all need some contacts. Y'all need some some glasses. Y'all need some vision tech. That's what's going on because whatever y'all seen, I ain't seen the same thing, man. Because it's been like what eight weeks in LA? What eight nine weeks now? And now the data. You think about life. You collect data. I already know about my. I already got Matthew Stafford's data for the last 12, 12 13 years in Detroit. But you're Matthew Stafford fanboys. Oh, it's the Detroit. Everything is bad in Detroit. Oh, my God. It's the organization. It's this. It's always somebody else, man. It's always somebody else when it comes down to Matthew Stafford. And, you know, I'm so excited the Los Angeles Rams went all in because there's no excuses, bro. Because Matthew Stafford, you got everything you need. Everything you need. To win a Super Bowl this year. Not next year. Not the year before. Not the year after. No, no, you have everything you need for this year. And you ain't going to do it. Because you know why? You're not a winner. Yes, I know you're Matthew Stafford fanboys. You're like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Bruh, this man went against the Tennessee Titans. At home. At home. At home. Sunday night game. Matthew Stafford, this was a game for you, bro. This was a game for you to keep making me look bad for your fanboys to be like, yeah, he's going to be the MVP, yeah. And I'll just sit back. I'm like, come on, y'all. I'm not worried about the regular season, man. In fact, I'm not worried about Matthew Stafford in the regular. Who cares? Bro, who cares? Jared Goff won 10-11 game with this team. Who cares about the regular season, man? But I just want you all to see this is a snapshot right here. This game, because this is a playoff caliber game. This is right here. This is what you're going to see in a playoff environment. When things get tight, this is what you're going to see. And this is the Matthew Stafford I've come accustomed to. This is Matthew Stafford I've seen my whole damn career watching damn NFL. For real, for real. Nice kid. Um, nice, nice kid. I'm, I'm never going to say anything negative about Matthew Stafford as a person. Negative? No, he's a nice person. But the only thing I'm going to criticize is his football play. It's his football intelligence. It's his football awareness. I'm going to question all of that, man. I'm going to question all of that because I, I, the numbers speak for itself, man. They're like guru, this and that. The, the only thing that Matthew Stafford fan base could tell me, fanboys, oh, look at all these numbers. If he had this, if he had that, if he had this, if, if, it's if. Matthew Stafford is the biggest if this quarterback I've ever seen in my life, dog. The biggest if. If this, if that. No, I don't worry about it. I don't do ifs. I'm not about that if life. I'm about that bottom line, dog. I'm about the real, the results. And the results ain't no about no ifs, no buts, no that. One thing I do know is, y'all better keep that same energy, Matthew Stafford fanboys. Because I ain't even going to rag on him. Because like I told y'all, I just wanted y'all to know. Because I had to say something. Because you guys were killing me. So I'm not even worried. About, like I, I'm going to reiterate, I'm not worried about the regular season with Matthew Stafford. But I just want to show y'all, this game right here is a sample. It's a snapshot. This is what I've seen. This is what I know of Matt. This is my Matthew Stafford. I know. When he comes down to the come down, this is the Matthew Stafford I know. This is the Matthew Stafford I'm talking about. This is the Matthew Stafford I don't have a winning bone. He's a great person. He's a great. He's a great human. But if I'm starting a franchise. I got my quarterback, I know damn well it ain't going to be Matthew Stafford. I'll tell you that for sure. I'll tell you that. So I'm going to move away from Matthew Stafford because I know y'all fanboys next week.
when he plays against who knows, he throws for five TDs. Y'all going to be like, ah, guru, this did not age well. Oh, this didn't do well. Ah, rah, 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 rah. Nah, bruh. <laughs> Trust me. For 13 years. 13, 14 years. Man, everything I said about Matthew Stafford's age, absolutely correct. Tell y'all talk my man. So I'm moving on with Matthew. I am moving on. I want to talk about something more positive. More positive, naturally negative, depending on what team you're on, man. <laughs> so I want to move on to a serious matter right now because Matthew Stafford to me is a joke. He's not serious because I don't know. It's like I already know the end. It's like watching, it's like watching one of them movies that's based on a true story. Like you already know the ending. Like I don't need to watch the movie. I already know what's gonna happen at the end. One of those type of shit. So I already know Matthew Stafford. I already know what's gonna happen at the end. So no need to care about the movie. I don't need to watch it. But you guys can. You guys can. But one thing, one movie, I watch, and every time I watch it, I cringe. And I came to a decision now, and I'm going to come out here and I'm going to say it right now. I'm coming to this conclusion. And I don't care what y'all tell me. And I'm talking about the Jags against the Bills. Just to let y'all know. This, we moved on to the Jags and the Bills. And I came to a conclusion because I got enough data. I think I got enough data for me to come to this conclusion right now, man. And Josh Allen is not, my, it's not it. Josh Allen style of play is not a football championship style of play. It's just not it, man. I sat here for a couple of years, man, and I've said this many times. I'm like, Josh Allen got to be the ugliest good quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I just, I watch films on this dude, dude. Like, you look at my hands in my head like, I can't, you can't win with this guy. This guy has one of the lowest football IQ in the quarterback room. Like, I, he's... Like, I hate to say this, dog. Like, I, don't, I hate to say this, but he's getting paid $100 million, so I can say it. I don't even hate to say it because it is. I'm just stating it. This dude is a dumb jock, man. Like, you remember when um, Tom Brady was talking about the quarterback of the smartest, like, people in the room and all that? Oh, I beg to differ, dog. Like, Josh Allen, I guarantee you, Josh Allen, I guarantee you. You put all the quarterbacks in the room, I bet you Josh Allen is going to be one of the dumbest ones. I'm telling you that right now. His decision-making skills, bro, you can't win with Josh Allen being your decision-making skill. He kind of reminds me of uh, Russell Westbrook. To me, Josh Allen is like a Russell Westbrook of the NBA. It's like they're superly athletic. They could do things a lot of people can't do. But one thing is their decision-making skills, oh, my goodness, dog. Their sports IQ, their, uh, and for Josh Allen's sake, his football intelligence, oh, absolutely. Oh, it is terrible. It is terrible. Do y'all see the mistake this dude makes? The throws he attempts? The, the, I'm like, oh my God, you guys, how do you trust this dude to be your key club? I'm like, oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. Like, I know y'all see it, Buffalo. Like, I know the true essence of, if you're a nerd like me, if you really watch this game, if you really focus in this game, you look at Josh Allen, bro, you're like, this dude don't have what it takes to be a championship quarterback. He don't have the decision. I'm not talking about the arm strength. I'm not that. Who cares? I don't care about that. Yeah, he has the arm strength, the physical strength. But the mental attitude to be a champion? Oh, absolutely not. And Tom Brady, I beg to differ. Saying quarterbacks are the smartest in the room. Because I know one thing in Buffalo, I beg to differ. I do not believe Josh Allen is the smartest dude on that team. I beg to differ, bro. 
I beg to differ because like I said, I could tell you, I could tell you how smart you are because smart to me is not about oh, uh, um, who has the highest grade, who's this and that. No, no. Smart to me is about decision makings. It's about decision making, man. And Josh Allen, is, he's a bonehead. The best way I could put it, I don't, I, you're not a dumb jock. I, I'm sorry, I disrespected you. I take away dumb jock. I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm a jock. They used to call it, yes, I'm sorry. But you're a bonehead. I'm not sorry about that at all. I don't. You are a bonehead. And I'm taking that. And I'm going to say it right in your face. You are a bonehead, dog. Because I've seen quarterback make decisions, dude. You make a decision like a linebacker, dog. Like, you make, a, you make plays like you play defense. Like, I've seen this dude, he's turning around. He's getting sacked, bro. His back is to the field, and he's throwing the ball. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing, man? That's some Russell Westbrook shit. And you thinking this dude is going to win you a championship? Oh, hell nah, bro. Hell to the nah, nah, nah. They're going to win you games. You know what I'm saying? He's going to win you MVPs. He's going to win Pro Bowls. But, bro, you can't be a dumb bonehead at the quarterback position and you expect your team to be a Super Bowl contender. The Bills are not a Super Bowl contender because they got Josh Allen as the main decision maker. That's equivalent to having Russell Westbrook as your main decision maker. It's just not going to work out, Buffalo. It's just not going to work out. Man, I know I'm like, they're like, guru, you always be killing quarterbacks. I know I'm a safety, so I hate quarterbacks. I've been programmed to tell you about the difficult, I mean, the the deficiencies of quarterback, because that's what I studied my whole life. I'm looking for the deficiency of a quarterback. So guess what? I'm an expert in finding deficiencies in quarterback play. That's what I do. Yeah. Defensive coordinators. So now I want to move on to um, a quarterback that has no deficiency. <laughs> we want to talk about a quarterback that, that would not win a championship. Now I want to talk about a quarterback that could win your championship. I'm talking about right now. I want to talk about the Vikings against the um, Baltimore Ravens. But specifically, I want to talk about the Magical Jackson. That's what this dude, he's not even Lamar no more. He's LaMagical Jackson. Because right now, LaMagical Jackson is the best player in the NFL. And you guys are forgetting about it. Like, I don't think, you guys are getting distracted with the struggles of Patrick Mahomes. You guys are getting distracted with what's going on in Arizona. You guys are getting distracted with Aaron Rodgers. You guys are getting distracted with a bunch of shit with Odell Beckham. But one thing that's happening right now, man. In 2021 season, what I'm watching football right now, LaMagical Jackson is the best football player in football. And I don't care. If you don't, hey, and if you don't agree with me, you don't know football. <laughs> if you're going to sit here and tell me Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football, Aaron Donald is the best player in football, Blasier Blasier, you don't know football. That means you need to subscribe to my channel because I'm going to educate you. I'm going to educate you, man. This is called Football Education 101, baby. Led by the Professor Guru. And rule number one, Law Magical Jackson is the most, most dangerous and best player in football. You know why? Because he could do things others can't. He remind me. I miss Josh Allen. He remind me of Russell Westbrook. And you can't win it with Russell Westbrook. Lamar Jackson is a Giannis. Of the NFL, man. 
He's the Giannis because he gets, it's, it's, it's like the game is, is, is different. The game is different. It's controversial. Half the people like the game. Half the people don't like the game. But one thing we do know about them, both Giannis and Lamar, man, they love the game. Their passion for the game. They have high, high IQ for the sports. I talk about Josh Allen has low football IQ. Lamar Jackson got one of the highest football IQ in football. And you can see that. What Lamar Jackson is doing right now is a one-man show. This man leading the team in rushing, leading, in, uh, leading the team in passing. You can't do anything. You can't defend Lamar Jackson right now, bro. Like, there's nothing you could do, Lamar. You, there's nothing you could do. You line up. First of all, you want him to pass the ball. Now he's passing the ball. And you can't stop him from running the ball. He's unstoppable. And I'm tired of y'all being distracted, man. Y'all are getting distracted with, with Aaron Rodgers, with that COVID shit. Y'all getting distracted with Patrick Mahomes, who, who's just got figured out. Y'all getting distracted with Odell Beckham and what's going on. Y'all getting distracted with Justin Herbert, but they're still the best player in football right now. The best player in football is in Baltimore. And he's magical. And I call him La Magical Jackson. <laughs> man, I love Lamar Jackson this year, man. He's just killing the league, bro. I mean, you can't stop. And you can just see it in his eyes. Like, you can just a certain thing. When you want to know about a man, you just look at the eyes, man. Just like when you look at my eyes, you know I live for this shit, man. This is what I do. This is my passion. This is my love. And if y'all feel me, go ahead and hit that subscribe button because I'm about to get the hell out of here, man. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. And I am out.